Hey, Big, you know what I want for my New Year's present? Uh, is a New Year's present even a thing? Yeah, it's like a New Year's resolution, but instead of setting a goal that you have to complete, a New Year's present is like when other people accomplish a goal for you. Oh, uh, okay. I think I'm with you. Yeah, yeah. So what I'm really planning for 2020 is that more of our amazing listeners give us money on Patreon. Oh, dude, good idea. That way we can afford to do things outside of just paying like the minimum podcast hosting fees. Yeah, like feeding all of our starving children. Oh, yeah, I've uh, I've been meaning to get around to that. <laughs> oh, if only we had some Patreon patrons. Well, luckily, we have a way that you, the listeners, can help us. And our starving children. If you appreciate the podcast and you want to help us keep it going. Because it ain't cheap. Then visit our Patreon page, patreon.com slash big and white podcast. That's P-A- T-R-E-O-N dot com slash big and white podcast. Seriously, you can even just like Google that and it'll be the first result. We made it really simple for you. Yeah. And if you hate Patreon or if you just prefer one-time support, you know, like that monthly thing, we got the PayPal and slash or Venmo, you know, send me a check. You get me? <laughs> Wow, that really would be the best New Year's present ever. Okay, since New Year's presents are achieved by other people, we're relying on you guys completely. But no pressure. No pressure, no. Okay, let's get to the episode. Hi, I'm Big. And I am White. And together, we are Big and White. And you are listening to the Big and White Podcast, a podcast where we explore what it means to be a foreigner in Asia. So, what are we talking about today, Big? We are doing a day in the life. Yes. Bum, 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 bum. We have days in our lives every single day, and we finally <laughs> get to share it with you guys, the listeners. We're pretty pumped. Actually, we are. It's funny. As I was preparing for this episode, I was thinking, like, this is kind of mundane. Like, just going to talk about my day. But then I was thinking about all the things that we do and other past experiences of talking with friends where they're they're like, so tell me about your life in Nepal. And I'm like, I don't know. I go to work. And like, <laughs> Once I had this one friend, literally, he was like, when do you wake up? What do you eat for breakfast? How do you get to the office? And I realized like, oh my gosh, all these things that I just do every day without thinking are super interesting right. to people who don't live here. Yep. Agreed. And we also have pretty, I mean, besides like our work schedule and stuff, mm. we like live pretty different schedules as a rule. Like we wake up at very different times. Oh, you and I. I mean, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's true. So I think we're going to be good examples. You guys are not only going to learn about expat life, you're going to learn how different White and I are. <laughs> yes. Um, speaking of days in the lives, it's kind of ironic that we're talking about our normal lives in Kathmandu because neither of us are in Kathmandu right now. That is true. Planning this episode was like a session in reminiscing, you know, because <laughs> I haven't been in Nepal for so long. but. <laughs> Uh, you, where are you right now, White? What? I'm, I can't keep track of you, man. I know. Same. Um, I am in Arkansas right now. So, mm. um, it's, well, after 
the new year right now, and I'm in central Arkansas where I got to go to university, and I lived after university, and now I'm just back hanging out with all of my people. Chilling. That's cool. Yeah. It's been really fun. It's been really busy, but yeah, it's been good. Yeah. As short visits to Mm -hmm. home places are. Did you die from the crazy weather that they just had? I was reading the news today and it was like, Arkansas declared a state of emergency. And I was like, oh. It was like all of Arkansas. Like just this, this crazy, just storm just swirling around the entire state. (laughs) Just Um, was circling your state only. (laughs) We were a little bit worried there for a minute. Like it was a little bit touch and go, but... I mean, it was fine. Like, we had flash flood warnings, and um, we had some... I don't think any tornadoes touched down or anything, but we had some tornado watches and warnings, and a lot of thunder. It was the kind of thunder where, like, I don't know, it was just so close that it just shakes the entire house and just keeps, like, rolling for, like, a minute on end. And that wakes you up at 2.30 in the morning, and you're like, and, like, all your hair is on end, and... terrifying yeah remind me not to live there i know it sounds really dramatic i feel like it's not really that crazy when you live here but except that all of us of course are like the thing that i was really mad about was not that we had tornado watches and warnings it was that there was watches and warnings in january Mm. and like yeah tornadoes are a normal part of life in arkansas in the springtime but not in january it's just really annoying it's like oh you're so rude yeah what the heck man (laughs) but we made it through it's fine this is not white's ghost speaking to you guys even though i'm pretty sure if it was then like imagine the cool ratings that we would get Ooh, if this was like a paranormal podcast where one host was a ghost yeah like there's plenty of podcasts where they talk about paranormal stuff but never one where the actual host is a ghost yes oh i'm picturing it now hi i'm your human host hi i'm your ghost host and together We're hosting. I don't know what the podcast would be about, but I mean, I think it would be it would be like kind of like Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers, but like <laughs> big and the host ghost or something like that. That kind of you know, band name, you know? <laughs> yes, absolutely. I can't wait to go see them in concert. <laughs> <laughs> big and the host ghost. Come on. <laughs> Ghost host? Ghost host. Ghost host, yeah. I bet if we did that, we would have Patreon supporters. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) Should we do this? Should we actually make this happen? No. That's crazy, right? (laughs) We could make it like our bonus pot. You know how some people, they have uh, bonus episodes that only their supporters can listen to? Yeah. We could just have like big and white except we're ghosts as our bonus (laughs) podcast. (laughs) Everyone would be so annoyed at us because we would probably have. I mean, how do you be a ghost on a podcast? And be like, and I am why? Like, I hate you both. I'm canceling my podcast and my giving on Patreon. Never mind. I'm canceling all podcasts. I'm never listening to a podcast again. Dang it. Frozen again. Are you back? Okay. I'm here. I've been here the whole time, girl. Jeez, I don't know what's happening. I don't know either. That Arkansas internet, it's not as good as Nepali internet, that's for sure. The goats are just not as strong around Arkansas. <laughs> the goats that power your internet? Yeah, they're feeble. 
Oh, boy. Anyway, so, yeah, we didn't really actually make this into official, like, like, what we've been doing in a week, but that's what I've been doing this week, just hanging out in Arkansas with my friends. My mom just got to come and see me. She left right before we started recording, so... I'm a little bummed out. I won't get to see her for another year. So that's why your makeup's all running down your face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is the real reason that we don't let you see our faces because we are <laughs> hideous. We're constantly crying. Our makeup runs. We only buy mascara that runs down our face. I actually do do that because <laughs> I always try to buy natural makeup and then I just like my eye waters because the wind blows or something and suddenly all my mascara is on my cheek. <laughs> I'm like, no. Uh. It's natural and it wants to return to its proper form. That's right. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's my big exciting Arkansan week. What about you, Big? Where in the heck are you? Great question. I'm still in the L.A. area, in the, the old burbs. Um <laughs> I feel like it's been a long time since we recorded and I've done a lot of interesting things, but I'm going to talk about the most important thing that's happened to me recently and the least important thing that's happened Ooh, to okay. me recently. All right, I'm, I'm going to cheat and do two things. <laughs> so the important thing, a serious thing, is I just went through a breakup. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> Yeah, I was dating someone for the last six months. And let me tell you about trying to date as an expat. <laughs> we have a whole episode about this, but man, is it difficult. <laughs> so he lives in Canada, which I don't live in Canada. So we like would visit each other like once a month in every different place like he visited <laughs> me when i was in north dakota he visited me in portland i visited him in canada he visited me in la like, it's just like a complex series of traveling in order to maintain just what is supposed to be not that difficult just dating someone mm -hmm. why yep, why seems simple enough it's so hard but how crazy is this? I was thinking about it because I was thinking about long distance relationships and how I always swear I'm never going to do them and then I do them again. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what's the other alternative, really? Yeah, well, I just realized I haven't been on more than three dates with someone who lived in the same country as me since 2011. Oh, girl. <laughs> That's been a while. Isn't that crazy? It's like almost a decade. I know. I've had like two serious boyfriends since then, but they we have not been in the same country. So the life of an expat mm -hmm. is very cool. But you keep going. Like you keep um, trying for it. Whereas like I'm like. You've just given up. <laughs> if someone just happens upon me, then it's fine. But like, yeah. I'm not going to like try. Like who tries? That's true. I'm committed to this. <laughs> but. It was interesting, like, right after we broke up, I was like, oh, my gosh, I don't want to be single. Like, I'm so sad. This is the worst. But after a few weeks and looking at some dating apps and not seeing anyone appealing at all, I was like, you know what? <laughs> I'm okay with being single. <laughs> I think mm -hmm. I want to return to Nepal with just me. But it's weird. Like, I kind of forgot how when you're dating someone, you sort of get in this new mode of, like, now I am have a partner to do things with. And then after we broke up, we're like, I forgot how to be single. Yeah. Like, I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm sad about something. Normally, I would text him. Like, I just have to think about it myself. Okay. <laughs> I mean, 
If it makes you feel better, now that you're saying this, we're going to get like a bunch of listeners who are just going to slide <laughs> right into the big and white DMs. So don't you worry. You'll have plenty of options. Come at me, boy. Just to let you guys know, though, you sliders, I, White, am the one who answer the messages. So just be careful what you're asking for. I'm the one with all the makeup running down my face, remember? That's true. Yeah. Oh, man. Okay, so that was my very serious thing, but here's my very trivial thing to lighten the mood. I recently was on a flight, and I asked for coffee, and they gave me instant coffee. Mm. And I was like, lame. But then I was drinking it, and it really just made me feel very nostalgic for Nescafe in Nepal. Mm -hmm. And I actually loved it, and it was like, just sitting there thinking how excited I am to come back to Nepal. We're so ready for you, man. I know. It's going to be the best. I was on a plane recently and there was two South Africans sitting in the seat in front of me and they were having such a good time. (laughs) Um, And they ordered coffee with Bailey's in it. And I just thought, man, you guys are so dang smart. Like I was a little bit annoyed with them, but then they did that. And I was like, you know how to enjoy yourself on a plane. Yeah. And I can't quite do Bailey's because it hurts my stomach or else I would have joined them probably. Yeah. I never would have thought to order that on a plane. That's funny. I know. Genius. Life hack. Life hack. You heard it here first, folks. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, shall we change gears and start talking about our life? Yeah. In Nepal, on a very mundane Mm day-to-day level. Mm -hmm. Yep. As mundane as possible. Let's get started. Let's do it. A day in the life of Big and White. Insert Beatles song here. Except, like, not like the karaoke version that we don't have to pay for copyrights. today oh boy except that song is about a lot of people dying <laughs> anyway <laughs> uh, yeah it's actually kind of a sad song Ooh. our life is not that sad no it's really not so uh let's start out with just like what is your living situation you know do you live in a house do you live in a flat or apartment mm-hmm. do you have roommates that kind of stuff mm-hmm. what is your life i live in a flat um a rented flat i do not own hardly anything, including my flat. That's for dang sure. (laughs) But I have actually, I've lived in the same flat for the whole three years that I've lived in Nepal, which is actually kind of a rarity. It seems like most other expats that we know are just like regularly changing apartments. Yeah, that is true. And I'm just kind of like, just, you know, in my happy little island watching people change around me. (laughs) And I've had the same roommate for the last three years, which is also like absolutely unheard of. Yeah. And is really Sad because she's moving out next month. Oh, I'm sorry. It's fine. I'm not bitter. She has, <laughs> she has good things happening for her. So she's actually moving to another part of the country. So she has really good reason. It's not just like she's gotten tired of us recording the podcast <laughs> constantly. So, yeah, that's me. My flat is a three-bedroom, two-bathroom kind of situation. And there's two of us that live there. Uh, my roommate is not even American. We don't, and we don't have the same kind of work. She's not a linguist or anything. She works for another company. And, um, I like that kind of living situation. I like living cross-culturally, like with somebody else who works in a very different context than you do. Cause I just gotten to know a lot of really interesting people just because she has different social circles than I do. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I feel like everybody, we just should just like officially clarify that we as big and white do not live together. <laughs> um, everybody, even in Nepal, is always like, oh, are you sisters? <laughs> and um, do you are you do you live in the same flat? And we're like, uh, no, actually, there are more foreigners and we have more friends than just each other. So this is our official PSA. <laughs> Now you guys know we have yeah. more than one friend each. It's so exciting. <laughs> Most of the time we have more than one friend each. Yeah. <laughs> oh, good. But we are neighbors. We are. Yeah. We live really close to each other. Like, um, I don't know, less than half a kilometer probably, right? Yep. Easy access. <laughs> Easy access. Yeah. Like off the same little back alley road. Um, but yeah, my living situation is similar. So most people who rent a flat in Nepal, the way that buildings are organized is each floor of the building is a different apartment or flat is usually what they're called. And then there's like a courtyard around it with a gate and stuff. So in the house that I live in, the bottom floor is a Nepali family who are the caretakers of our house. And then the next floor up is an American couple that actually works for our same organization. And then my flat is very exciting. It's two stories. <laughs> wow, wow. <laughs> and it is the weirdest freaking layout ever. <laughs> the bottom story is two bedrooms and uh, two bathrooms and a living room. But then to get to the... Top floor where the kitchen, another bedroom, another bathroom, and a dining room are. You have to go outside. <laughs> Which is fine for part of the year. Yeah, I used to hate it, but now I've changed my perspective. One of my roommates commented that it's nice that I kind of am forced to go outside every morning. Like I get to see what the weather's like and get <laughs> to see if there's nice views of the mountains and stuff. So I've accepted it and mm -hmm. I'm no longer angry about it, <laughs> except when my roommate accidentally locks me out of yeah. the upstairs. <laughs> Come on, man. You pretty much have to have your own pantry on your level. I know. I really should make that happen. You should. I mean, one of your roommates, like she has a kettle that's plugged in in her room. I know. You could do that. I should do that. Yeah. Sounds too hard. <laughs> But yeah, one of my roommates is American and one is Romanian, which is cool. Yeah, like you said, it's fun to have kind of a cross-cultural living situation. And I've learned so much about Romania that I never would have known before. Yeah. Yeah. Very fun. Um, okay, so that's where we live. Uh, now let's just go through our day from start to finish. So, White, what time do you normally like, wake up in the morning? when you're in Kathmandu? Normally, yeah. Normally, I like to wake up. I actually, uh, all of you Americans are going to absolutely hate me for this, but I barely ever have to set an alarm for myself. I know. You're crazy. I know. I don't understand. <laughs> um, I don't really sleep in. And so normally I'll wake up at like six is really ideal for me, six or 6.30. And then I have time to do things before I have to go into work so I can go and get coffee first thing. And I like to like sip my coffee for a long time and I stay in bed as long as possible. Like I go in and I make my coffee and then I come back into bed and <laughs> drink it in bed. Nice. I live a life of luxury. I know. <laughs> um, and I'll do some reading or journaling in the morning. Um, sometimes like if it's nice out, like if it's a nice time of year, then I'll actually leave my room in the morning and I'll drink my coffee Shocking. and do 
all of my reading um, out on our balcony that overlooks our landlord's gardens. Mm-hmm. So it's really nice and peaceful and green. And that is a really you know, nice balcony to do that. But yeah. usually I like to give myself like I like to have an hour and a half or two hours of just chill oh <laughs> <gosh>. time. <laughs> yes. I have to get Life ready. Of luxury. That's... I mean, who wouldn't like two hours of, you know, just calm before they have to get ready. But um, all of our listeners who have children, I'd like to apologize <laughs> on White's behalf. <laughs> I know. I know. Well, I'm the opposite of you. (laughs) I wake up basically as late as I can and still be able to get to work on time. (laughs) I actually, I probably usually wake up at like eight, maybe. Um, And then, yeah, I do the same thing, but a lot shorter. I go up, I make coffee. If I'm feeling ambitious, I make a big breakfast with eggs and other yummy things. Mm -hmm. And I talk to my roommates and they are afraid to talk to me because I'm not a morning person. They never know if I'm going to be grouchy or not. Um, yeah, they've learned. Yeah. But yeah, if I have time in the morning, I love also sitting outside on the porch while I eat breakfast. Um, but yeah, and then I just get ready, you know, put on makeup. And if it's winter, try to change my clothes really quickly because it's mm-hmm. unpleasant to be not clothed for too long. <laughs> See, that's the good thing about like laying in bed as long as possible, like after you've already gotten up, because mm-hmm. then you can put your clothes that you're going to wear in bed with you and then they're warm. <laughs> oh, that's a good strategy. Yeah. Yes. I'm not that advanced. That's my adult life. I know. <laughs> my problem with my weird flat situation of having to go outside is in the summer, I don't wear very many clothes to bed. So then if I want to go up to <laughs> upstairs, I either have to get dressed or I recently bought an amazing robe that is 50% silk, 50% cotton. Oh, and it yeah. makes me feel like a very cool boxer because it has like cool paisley patterns on it. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I'll wear that upstairs. It's like very scandalous. You can still see my knees and my calves. <laughs> Yeah, better than just like super short shorts. Yeah, which I have done a few times and just really hope that no one is paying attention in that moment. I mean, basically, I almost have the same situation, except that my, you know, my kitchen just looks out onto somebody else's balcony. So I'll go in and I'm just wearing just skimpy little pajamas. And And you can see each other. (laughs) I like make eye contact with the lady reading her newspaper on the balcony. (laughs) (laughs) This isn't bad in my culture. It's not bad in front of (laughs) us. Yeah, but white's a way better Nepali than me because Nepalis tend to wake up really early. Mm -hmm. They don't, their life matches the rhythm of dark and light a lot better than some people and mostly me. Um, (laughs) So. When I wake up at eight, if like our maid comes over or if I see any Nepali that realizes I just woke up, they're always like horrified. Like, what is wrong with you? I've been awake for four hours. Oh, <laughs> and I'm <yeah>. like, <laughs> I'm not lazy. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> That's part of the reason that I do wake up early is because if our maid comes, then like my bedroom door is right by the our front door mm-hmm. and so like i'm gonna get woken up regardless so yeah. i might as well look a little bit presentable when i come into the kitchen <laughs> in the morning and like you know i'm going to talk to her yeah you're more courteous than i am i guess yeah. well i try yeah what do you eat for breakfast uh i usually eat eggs and if i'm being vegetarian just like kale or something some veggies mm-hmm. and toast if i'm eating meat then i'll do sausage or 
maybe chicken or something. Mm -hmm. I eat a lot bigger breakfast in Nepal than I ever did when I lived in the States. Like, well, I, when I lived in the States, I had to be at work at like seven. So right. I would just run out the door with a piece of toast basically. But <laughs> in Nepal, I have a little more time for a leisurely breakfast. So mm -hmm. yeah. How about you? Yeah. I normally eat, I'll eat often like I'll make overnight oats because mm. they're just easy and I don't like to have to like think of things to make in the morning or you know like I'm never gonna want to just have something healthy so I'll make overnight oats I make my own cashew milk which sounds very nice and you know granola of me yeah. a little bit crunchy <laughs> and I can just take that to work with me if I end up getting up kind of late or like sometimes I'm just not very hungry in the very beginning of the morning. So I'll just take it to work with me. So that's nice and easy. That's mm -hmm. almost every single day that I do that now. That's awesome. It's a good, yeah, yeah. Good routine. During the summer, sometimes I'll do a smoothie um, when it's like mm -hmm. good season for different fruits and stuff too. It's another good option. Yeah. You roll up to work with your little Nutribullet. Yep thing yeah i'm like oh man she's got her life figured out <laughs> well only mm. in some realms <laughs> <laughs> well what time do you usually get to work what does that look like for you uh, i usually aim to be there at about nine so we're we're pretty lucky in that our schedule is relatively flexible um and we can work around you know say we have like language class or want to go to the gym in the middle of the day or whatever we can work around that as long as we get in the right number of hours per week but yeah, I usually aim to get there at like nine so that I don't end up staying too late in the evening. Mm -hmm. But my goal this year is to start coming in at eight. Oh, okay. Wish me luck with that. Yeah. It's a challenge. Yeah. In the summer, it's not so hard. But in the winter, when it's dark and cold out, it's hard to get out of bed. Oh, it's really hard. Yeah. I guess I usually come in at about 830. Mm -hmm. I try for Yeah. Because I go to the gym in the middle of the day. Otherwise, I'm just going to be like, I have to bring my work back home with me and work until like seven o'clock at night. And like, I just, I don't want to do that. Call no. me crazy, but it doesn't know. sound, it's just not fun for me. Got to have that work-life balance, man. Yeah, exactly. Boundaries. But luckily also for us, we do not have a commute. True. It's like less than five minutes. We'll usually cycle. It takes me about um, but eight minutes from the time I leave my flat to the time I get to the office door. Yeah. Yeah. If you walk, it's a little bit longer. But yeah, we were super lucky because our office used to be farther away, but it and it moved closer to our house. So <laughs> it's like so close. Our respective houses. We don't live together, you guys. We don't live together. Uh, <laughs> But, I mean, it's close enough that we can, like, run home at lunchtime, you know. It's yeah. It's pretty yeah. amazing. And, and I'm there aren't very even spoiled. Bills there. And if I ever move back to the U.S. and I have a real commute again, I'm going to be so sad. <laughs> I know. But at least, you know, like, with our commute, you don't have time to, like, listen to podcasts or anything. You're just, like, constantly going. That's true. You're right. Yeah. There's no, like, in-between time. It's just like, all right, I've just said hello to my my maid and now i'm at work suddenly and now i need to just get to work because i need to work for eight hours today you know yeah yeah that's true but yeah we both usually ride our bicycles to work or walk sometimes or sometimes i'll take my motorcycle if i know i'm gonna have to do other stuff that day mm -hmm. later you know or like run errands or whatever but yeah. The main reason I don't like to take my motorcycle is I have to like open the gate and park it inside and that's <laughs> so much work. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, I have been using our friend Indy's scooter that I borrowed since she's stateside right now. And so I've been borrowing her scooter and like I'm so spoiled now. 
because it's so tiny anyway. So I just like can just park it on the road outside of the office and it's just it's so easy to just zip around. I guess. I'm so lazy now. I hate that scooter. <laughs> it's oh, electric it's... and it's like very weird and hard to get used to, but it also is super low to the ground. Yeah, it <laughs> is. It's made so for awkward. Japanese people. 100%. <laughs> oh, you could. It's, it's terrifying to have somebody on the back with you too, like American sized person. Uh... Cause it's like, can you just like <laughs> not with your knees? I need to put my knees somewhere. There's not room enough for both of us. Oh boy. Um, so, but what about like your other expat friends that work in different places? How do they commute to work normally? I know some people who have to like go up. So we live South of Kathmandu proper. And so I know quite a few people who have to commute from the south of Kathmandu into like actual Kathmandu. And so they'll take buses or they'll take tempos and it'll take like an hour and a half or two hours for them sometimes. Yeah, dude. Absolutely exhausting to think about. <laughs> We're super lucky. I mean, part of it's our choice of where, you know, right. where we live. But yeah, that's not a commute that I envy. Mm-mm. One of our friends, though, um, one of our colleagues who also works in the same office as us, he lives a little bit farther away and um, he, how far away does he live? Maybe like, I think it would probably take me if I was cycling from his house, probably 15 minutes mm-hmm. and he times it often <laughs> and it only takes him six minutes to get from his house to the office and he always gets there like super sweaty and like just like breathing really, really hard. One time I actually saw him, I was like running an errand and I saw him cycling to work and he just zoomed past me so fast and I was like, ah! <laughs> you like spin around. Yeah, <laughs> that was amazing. He'll come into work and be like, today I went straight through this intersection and I didn't have to stop at all. It was a good day. And I'm like, that's great. Like, you get your kicks however you can. It's like his <laughs> hobby. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I really respect him for that, honestly. I joked one time because he was like, I'm leaving my house now. I'll be there in five minutes. And then he got there and I was like, um, it was actually a six minute. And he was like, um, no, he pulls out his phone. He was like, it was five minutes and 15 seconds as of now. Oh <laughs> like, wow, I'm so, so sorry. So, so sorry. You know, you got to make your commute exciting however you can. <laughs> yeah. Woo, it's already like exciting enough. You know, like sometimes you just step out your door and get on your bike and you get onto the road and you just have this feeling like, I might die today. <laughs> like everyone feels like they're driving kind of dangerously. This might be it for me. Yeah, I have noticed that. I feel like there's some days where people are more reckless drivers. I don't know if it's yeah. like the full moon or something, but. <laughs> yeah. But so far, so good. Yeah. We haven't had any terrible experiences. We're all alive. <laughs> Um, okay, so yeah, so we get into the office about eight thirty or nine, hopefully. Sometimes it's ten, <laughs> depending. We we track our hours so that we know that we're working the amount of hours that we have agreed to. But if you work in another office, usually you have like stricter office hours. Um, and I know some of my other expat friends like have. I mean, basically, they have the same hours as Nepalis would have. So they probably get to the office at like 9 or 10. 
and then leave a little earlier than we would, maybe like mm-hmm. four. But then they work six days a week because mm-hmm. in Nepal, the only day off is Saturday. They just have a one day weekend. And we get that American schedule. That's right. We get the double weekend. Woo woo. Calling it the double weekend sounds so luxurious, doesn't it? <laughs> it truly does. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So what was I saying? Oh, yeah. So usually during the day, most offices have a break for tea, like mid-morning and mid-afternoon. Right, right. So in our office, since we're majority Americans, we like coffee. <laughs> <laughs> so usually we make coffee and like we'll all drink it together during our meeting or whatever. Yeah. And we actually have a humongous French press that we bought, especially <laughs> for our office. I think it's like a liter and a half or something like that. That thing is amazing and magical. Kind of absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. But in most offices, you would have like a person who is the office like cleaner slash cook. And so they would bring around tea to the different offices, pre-made Nepali tea. And that is always delicious and fun. So we don't have, we used to have that, but we don't have that anymore. So now we have to fend for ourselves. It's very difficult. Yeah. It's pretty much like whoever is kind of bored with whatever task they're working on. They're like, Hey, you want you want us to make coffee? I know. I feel like we should go back to it. We used to have a more strict, like, Oh, this is actually when tea time is. And then everyone would stop working and chat. Yeah. And I feel like that's kind of nice because A, you get a chance to chat with your coworkers and B, it's a little bit more segmented out, so mm-hmm. you're not just talking during the day. Mm-hmm. Cause in our office, we have an open office plan. So we don't have like cubicles or anything. So if one person is talking, it's distracting for everybody. <laughs> I know it can be really distracting. And like there's some days where I feel like I'm just really ready to chat and like I actually would love a distraction because I'm super bored. And then there's other days where I just like cannot concentrate. I know. That's what the headphones are for. You know, it's the signal. Don't talk to me. Yeah, but even sometimes when you have headphones in, then your superior throws post-its or something <laughs> like that at you. Trying to get your attention. <laughs> yes. Uh, so you might still get something thrown at your head. It's fine. That's hilarious. I do sometimes, if I really need to focus, like if I'm writing or something, I'll go somewhere else. I'll go to a coffee shop mm-hmm. or work from home because... It's really nice to have access to all your coworkers and be able to like bounce ideas off of them and learn from them and stuff. But sometimes you just need to be able to focus too. Yeah, you do. Especially like if you're writing reports. Woo. Um, okay. So that's, we do tea time. And then you want to explain how lunch, mm-hmm. like what do you normally do for lunch? Yeah. So normally for lunch, I would bring my own from home and it's kind of a mixed bag about what other people do. Like sometimes we can eat out or bring your own lunch. Um, Yeah, it depends on whatever you want. Mm -hmm. Um, Since I have started lifting, then really all of my energy goes to being making sure that I'm getting enough protein. So I have started making my own meals, obviously, with a lot of protein, which usually means meat, whatever. Don't hate me. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, we kind of used to eat out a lot i think as a team and we don't do that as much anymore was i a bad influence no you weren't a bad influence well no maybe (laughs) Maybe. yes okay yeah but yeah we always eat out um we have a team lunch every tuesday that we go out 
Mm-hmm. It's pretty cheap to eat out in Kathmandu, so mm-hmm. we'll all go out, or sometimes we'll order in too. You know, we'll get like a to-go order, and one person will pick it up and bring it back to the office, and we'll all eat together. That's always fun. I always enjoy that. And then we can just hang out with our coworkers too because we like each other. Yeah. I have a question for you, Big. Mm-hmm. So, when you're in the office, do you have any particular place or things that you like to? Maybe snack on throughout the day when you're working. <laughs> Are you referring to my snack drawer? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I have a whole drawer of snacks. <laughs> Once I started working out more in powerlifting, I get so hungry throughout the day. So I tried to keep healthy snacks in my drawer because you know that thing where you like, if you get too hungry, then you just are totally indiscriminate and eat like the worst things. Oh, yes. I steal candy off of my boss's desk or whatever. But <laughs> yes. That's why you have to have a whole thing of protein powder sitting on yes. your desk. Look at you. One of my favorites is the, um, what's it called? Like the, like fried doll. Yes. Do you know what I'm talking about? Moong doll. Yeah, moong doll. So it's like, is it just deep fried lentils? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So instead of like potato chips, it's lentil chips essentially. And they're so delicious and so salty and so satisfying and (laughs) so good. Yeah, you cannot stop once you start eating those things. They're amazing. They're like better than potato chips. I know. It's dangerous. Yeah. So what is there other stuff that you do like kind of during work hours? You have like language learning classes, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I still try to keep up with language learning basically just for professional development at this point. So Mm -hmm. I go one hour a week, once a week, and he kind of like fixes up all of my grammatical issues that I make on a daily basis speaking Nepali Mm -hmm. Um, because it ends up being that like I mean, yes, we speak a lot of Nepali when we're working in the village, but often like when we're in Kathmandu, then you can easily just go from your house to the office, talk in English to all of your coworkers, and then you never actually speak Nepali on a daily basis. Yeah, in Kathmandu, a lot of people speak English. Yeah. And in our office, we always use English, so. Yeah, so you end up just having this crazy transition where you've been speaking English and then you go to the village and suddenly you have to speak Nepali 24-7. Yeah. So that can be super difficult. So I just try to keep up my Nepali. I know. I was thinking I should start doing that too. Yeah. yeah I I did. I never like continued my language learning after officially after being there a couple of years and I always plan to do it and I never do. So maybe this time I will. Yes. Yeah. This this whole episode is going to be me saying how I'm going to make my habits better once I move back to Kevin too. Yes. All of our listeners can try to keep us accountable about our goals. Yeah. Perfect. Message us and say, hey, big, are you actually learning Nepali again? <laughs> yes. Uh, maybe later on we can do an episode where we actually talk about our progress on all the goals that we've set. Mm, that sounds embarrassing. I know. I think because I think at the last episode, then we are we talked about some of our goals for the new year. And that's right. Yeah. I think one of my goals for the year is to learn how to ride a motorcycle. Yeah, I will definitely teach you. 
I want to learn to build a fire. (laughs) Yes, I think our friend Moon can help you with that. Exactly. That's one of the reasons, actually, she and I went to this really nice, like, mountain resort place (laughs) together, Mm -hmm. and... I tried to build a fire in the stove and it was embarrassing. Yeah. <laughs> so she had to save me. It's hard, though. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm going to get her to teach me. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah, I don't do much else during the day. I mean, sometimes we'll go out to like meet with other people. For a while, I was going to the gym in the middle of the day, like you do. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I'm thinking that maybe I should start doing that either in the morning or the evening because it just like breaks up your day so much. You lose momentum. And yeah, it's hard. And then you get all nasty and sweaty too. And you have to like go back to the office and like mm-hmm. be gross. Yeah. The nice thing about it though is the gym is empty and you don't have to wait for Truth. equipment. So. And you can get a day member which is cheaper oh yeah i but i still buy the full membership so mm. i can go on the weekends and stuff well i usually go at about 4 p.m like i'll try to come in at 8 or 8 30 in the morning so then i will have worked a full day by the time that i leave for the gym at four and as i'm saying this i feel like this is just opening us up for creepers but if you're not a creeper <laughs> you can come and hang out with us because oh, you know no. exactly when we go to the gym and you can probably figure out what gym we go to <laughs> That's not creepy at all. You should definitely do that. Um, so we work all day and maybe go to the gym or go to language class or mm-hmm. go to meetings or mm-hmm. run errands or whatever. And then we go home. Yep. So what do you do? Do you normally just go straight to your house? Um, I okay, so I always almost always go to the gym right after work. I try to work out five days a week, so that means almost every day. Mm. So I will go home and if I do have work hours, then I'll immediately just start working again so that I don't lose momentum. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so I by the time that I come home, I'm just so tired because I have been carrying around stuff all day long. Like I have to carry my backpack with all of my laptop stuff and like my clothes that I changed out of from the office to go to the gym and my gym shoes that you can't wear outside of the gym. <laughs> all of that equipment, all of my work things and linguistic journals and all of this stuff that's been like on my back. And then I have a bag that I put on the front of my bike too and so I'm just like carrying things all day long so that's so annoying (laughs) I'm always really excited to get home I know and I feel like it's embarrassing because yes uh, I don't know it just always feels like so much stuff I know we're like loaded down like pack horses like I never seen a Polly's carrying that much stuff and I'm like am I just like a bad minimalist or like maybe they don't go to the gym straight from work or I don't know (laughs) yeah it gets really tiring I mean, I guess I could just go home and then go back to the gym, like drop stuff off. But I mean, you could. It's really not that far. (laughs) But it's like in the opposite direction. You know, like that adds 20 extra minutes to my day. And I ain't got that kind of time, I don't think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And so then after the gym, I usually stop off at the grocery store or something like that. Because Nepal, I mean, we've talked about this before about what shopping is like. But Nepal just doesn't have the culture of, you know, you go out on Sunday afternoon and you buy all of your groceries for the weeks. Mm -hmm. Like like Americans would. Right. But um, so you, I mean, Nepalis have the culture of. I will go out for the day for that day's food. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really like that. And I don't yeah. quite do that. I would do like things a couple days in advance, partially because it is impossible for me to plan. I am absolutely terrible at <laughs> Yeah. You get home and you're like, oh, no, I don't have any food. I guess I'll go back out. Yes. Anyway, yeah. 
all of that to say, I usually stop in at a grocery store so that I can make food when I go home or else I'll end up being lazy and realizing that I don't have any food at home and then I'll end up ordering something from Food Mandu. Yeah, I do that too. I usually go to go shopping on the way home from work. And yeah, I got a bag that a pannier, is that how you pronounce that? A what? The little side bag on the back rack of your bicycle. And that is a game changer because I always get overexcited, especially if I'm on my way home from work because I'm like really hungry. And then I go to the store and I'm like, I just need some spinach. And then I buy like all this stuff. And I'm like, how am I going to get this home? (laughs) Yes, because then you have such a fine balance, too, because you have like the bag on the back, the bag on the front, and then at least one tote bag maybe two tote bags on your handlebars (laughs) and you're going home and you're like, this is really difficult. I just got done with the gym and my balance, my legs are already really off. So I don't know if I can control my bike. And, you know, then you end up like having to turn a corner or stop really quickly and all your bags are like, so yeah, um, that's a daily struggle that I feel like I don't ever have to go through in America that I'm like, Oh, man, I just don't know if I'm up for this today. Oh, man, that's amazing. (laughs) (laughs) So my next question for you, Big, is when you get home, what's the first thing that you do? Oh, that's a good question. I usually go straight upstairs and go to the kitchen. (laughs) (laughs) Priorities. My roommates and I will often share food. We don't really plan it, but if one person's cooking, then I'll just be like, oh, do you want some of this too or whatever? Right. So, um, yeah, get some food started or if one of the roommates is cooking, then just put my groceries away and kind of hang out and chat. Mm-hmm. We have like, <laughs> our kitchen is so tiny and I hate it, but we <laughs> still do the thing where everyone always hangs out in the kitchen, even though it's so small. Yes, it's so like, like a, a galley kitchen. <laughs> Yeah, it's really skinny. Yeah. I try to convince them to let me put the refrigerator in a different room, but they're horrified by that idea. So Yeah, it's not American, is it? But yeah, usually one of us is like sitting in the pantry <laughs> <laughs> or on a stool next to the door. Yes. And then they're like in the way of the stove. And then the other person like maybe is leaning on the counter, but then you need space to chop. Anyway, mm-hmm. it's terrible. Mm-hmm. We have such a huge house. And yet all three of us always hang out in the kitchen. <laughs> But yeah, yeah, usually I'll do some kind of dinner situation and then uh, what else do I do? I don't remember. I haven't lived there so long. (laughs) I'll go over to someone's house and hang out. You know, like we had a group of friends that was watching Star Trek together or like we'll have, you know, I have a like Bible study or something that I'll go to. Mm -hmm. Or yeah, I'll do stuff on the computer, read watch TV. I don't know. Kind of normal evening mm-hmm. things, I mm-hmm. guess. Edit the podcast. Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> There's always podcast work to be done. Yes, there is. <laughs> yeah. How about you? What do you normally do when you get home from work? Um. So yeah, so whenever I get home, then I try to, if I do have any work hours left, I just hammer that right away. Like mm. I'm probably disgusting from the gym, yeah. but I just like sit on the ground in my living room so I don't have to get the couch all dirty hammer that out while I still have any energy not even shower first yeah no that's funny and um and then afterwards then I can shower Mm. yeah in general I feel like with showering like I realized since being on holiday in the states again that like showering culture and bathing culture in Nepal is super different like I feel like Americans do it 
all the time, like every single day and wash their hair and everything too. And in Nepal, it's a little bit more complicated. Like, yeah, it's like a a bigger ordeal about actually getting ready and taking a shower. That's true. Yeah, you have to like schedule it into your life. Yeah, because like, uh, well, originally in my house, then we had um, anciently old solar panels. So like the shower never actually got warm unless you did it maybe at three o'clock and then it would be kind of like tepid. And so that's what I kind of was up against for my first year. That's all that we had was the solar shower. And um, actually, one of my friends was telling me when I moved here, she was like, oh, well, you know, it's not that bad. Like, you can just leave the office at like two or three and then you can go and shower in the middle of the day and work the rest from home. And I'm like, girl, that is not going to work for me. Like, that's absolutely ridiculous. I don't think I've ever left work to shower. (laughs) Yeah. So, it, yeah, it didn't. It wasn't sustainable for me and my schedule. But again, the first year, year and a half or something, I was running a lot in the winter and I was having to like boil water so that I could shower in the morning. So you're like standing there just kind of like splishing yourself off with this water that's getting increasingly cold by the second. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So that was kind of also unsustainable and exhausting. And I got just kind of grosser and grosser. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. That's what happens. So we, my roommate and I ended up getting a geezer. Yeah. So that pretty much just means like it's kind of like a water heater like we have a gas geezer so outside of our window and we have a gas canister that's fed into the hot water heater which is attached to our shower so now we can have hot water anytime that's amazing in my house we have solar heated water so mm. it's kind of hit and miss you know like usually it's really good like we have a pretty good system but every once in a while you go to shower and it's like not very warm and it's so depressing oh yeah but for me the big game changer has been that we have power almost all the time now yeah so you can dry your hair <laughs> that was the main thing for me it was like especially when my hair was long like I would shower and then my hair would be wet for hours and I would be so cold. <laughs> yeah. And then you have to go to bed with wet hair. It's kind of gross. Yeah. So I guess an extension of my earlier comment, um, do you think that expats who live in Nepal tend to shower less than people do in America at least? Oh, yeah, absolutely. My um, my ex-boyfriend actually lived in Nepal for a few months a couple years ago, and he said he showered every day, <laughs> and everyone thought he was crazy. <laughs> he was, like, the only person. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> like, yep, that sounds about right. Yeah. I mean, I already didn't shower as often as other people when I lived mm-hmm. in the States, but I think pretty much everyone's amount of showering decreases once they move to Nepal. Yeah. Because it's just, you know, your water is not as reliable. Mm-hmm. It's more difficult. Also, the expectations of how you smell are different. <laughs> that makes sense. Like, Oh, dude, yeah. I feel like I don't notice anyone smelling that bad, you know? Right. It's not like, oh, now you only shower every other day. You smell terrible. Right. Like, the whole city doesn't smell great. Is this really mm. rude to say? <laughs> no, I mean, it's just take it it's back. polluted uh, and there's a lot of people. So it just has the, some smells. Yeah. Well, and there's, like, a lot of animals, you know, so you there's, like, mm-hmm. animal smell and i don't know yeah i think there's just less expectation to like smell perfectly pristinely yeah like you just stepped out of the shower 30 minutes ago constantly you can't keep up with that it it diminishes immediately yeah so you 
maybe get to shower, right? Um, usually, I try to at least do a body shower at, um, yeah. the days that I work out. Because, you know, you just get, like, dusty, too, from being on the ground and stuff. So you got to get that stuff off. Right. And then, right, like, I'll make dinner for myself. I usually try to have dinner with my roommate. Because that's kind of the only time of day that we end up getting to catch up. So we try to have dinner together. That's nice. And then after that, dude, I don't even know what I do. These days, I try to not have too much going on during the week that I have to go out to. Because I work out five days a week. That is laudable. And, you know, whatever, full time. This is not like anything special for any of our listeners, Mm. I realize. But I'm just tired after that. So I don't want to have to go back out. Right. And I end up going to bed kind of early. (laughs) Yes, you do, Grandma White. Yeah, just the culture of like gate culture in Nepal just does not also inspire me to go out super late at night, meaning like past seven o'clock, you know, whenever it gets dark. (laughs) So you don't like have a lot of evening activities during the week. I mean, but like how Kathmandu society functions is that most of the houses exist in an enclosed courtyard. And so every house has their own private gate that they lock. So whenever I am going out at night, then I have to tell the landlords who live in the bottom floor please don't lock the gate. I will lock it myself. Mm. But, you know, it just, it always leaves a lot up to chance. And so sometimes like the rest of us who also live in the house, we end up locking each other out or something. And then Then you're stuck. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You're just stuck out in the courtyard and you're like banging on the gate and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's not great. Right. (laughs) Yeah. So all of that to say, I try to just be in as early in the night as I can. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've definitely had a few embarrassing experiences of like, <laughs> I forgot my key or like, because our, ours, we have a key, which is really nice. But, you know, like 1130 at night and I'm calling my roommate. Are you in bed yet? <laughs> Will you come get me? <laughs> yeah. Speaking of which, I know that we have very different schedules for this. So what time do you go to bed, Big? Oh, God, so late. <laughs> I usually try to be asleep by 11, mm-hmm. but um, I'm not always that disciplined. I'm just like, I'm such a nighttime person. I get tired at like 8 p.m. <laughs> and then at like 9, I get a second wind. So it's like about the time mm-hmm. where I really should be going to bed. And I'm all energetic all of a sudden. And I'm no. like, oh, yes, I know. I'll do my taxes. Ooh, maybe I'll reorganize my closet. <laughs> uh, yes, I've been meaning to... Play this game on my phone for three hours while listening to an audiobook. Oh, no. <laughs> so I'm not the greatest at going to bed. But luckily, I don't have to be at work it's super early like I used to in my life. Yeah. So I'm trying really hard to be better about getting more yeah. sleep because I know it's super important for your body and your brain. And I've read all the science about it, and I know that it, you need it. But yeah. when the moment comes, I, I just have too much FOMO. I'm like, I could be unconscious, or I could be conscious and doing fun things. <laughs> Why would I choose unconscious? I feel that, yep. But, yep, that's my day. And then in the winter, I usually better about going to bed early because mm-hmm. it just gets so cold. <laughs> to- yeah, I, like, live in my bed in the winter. I have an electric under blanket, so, like, mm-hmm. I spend a lot of time just laying in bed mm-hmm. yep. to my roommate. I'm like, come in, please, come in to my lair. <laughs> I think I am never going to get one of those because I would never leave my bed. I know. If I had one. I know. (laughs) Yeah. 
Okay, so that's like our weekdays. Let's just briefly talk about weekends. Um, I feel like you and I do weekends very differently. Mm-hmm. Like you don't really hang out with people during the week and then you do all your socializing on the weekends. Yeah. Whereas I like on Saturday, I don't leave my house. I hardly leave my room. I'm like, this is my introvert time. <laughs> and then I like, you know, I'll like vacuum or fold laundry or do a sewing project or it's kind of like all the things that I've been wanting to do throughout the week. Mm-hmm. And then Saturday is my day to do that. Yeah, I, I really have a goal of like trying to get out of the house more this <laughs> year, doing little hikes and stuff. But I definitely find that I think just living cross-culturally is a little more tiring. For sure. So having one whole day where I don't have a lot of social interaction is really helpful yeah. to me. It's like a, a emotional Sabbath, yeah. <laughs> relational Sabbath. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, sometimes I go to church on Sundays. Uh, I don't go as regularly as you do. And yeah, we'll go out to lunch with people or whatever, mm-hmm. go shopping. So Sunday is kind of my day out of the house on the weekends, yeah. I think. Yeah. How about you? Yeah. My ideal weekend would be like, well, I guess my natural state is just like sloth, straight <laughs> sloth. Like I will just stay in bed and like watch Netflix all day. But if I have something that kind of gets me going, then I can just have a way more productive but just better in general day so Mm -hmm. like my ideal saturday would be brunch like i don't want to have to wake up early on a saturday Mm -hmm. but i don't want to have a reason but you wake up anyway don't you (laughs) i don't want to have to set an alarm yeah i want to be able to wake up on my own at seven (laughs) (laughs) i know i love it when like you and i are like oh let's go to the farmer's market on saturday and then you text me at like 7 30 and you're like i've been up for an hour so just like whenever you want to leave and i wake up at 9 30 and i look at my phone and it's like two hours ago message yep. from white i'm like okay <laughs> yeah yeah that's pretty much it but yeah i like something to do so like going to brunch or brunch or brunch is, you know really my ideal saturday <laughs> Brunch or at the farmer's market. Mm. Oh, it's the best. Yep. Ostrich steak. Oh, man. Yeah. Ostrich steak and a mimosa. Ooh, yeah. That's, that's like, that's a good Saturday. Delightful. And then shopping at the farmer's market because then you can still go grocery shopping right after brunch. It's ideal. Oh, my gosh. Can we please do that immediately when I get back? Absolutely. Yes. Can't wait. <laughs> um, and then what else do I do? Yeah, I just try and. Like I said, like my kind of my my instinct is to just kind of back like not spend as much time with people as I should mm. um, as like as actually works for me. So I think that I'm a lot more tired than I am. And then I go and hang out with people and I get all energized again. And then I'm like, why don't I do this all the time? <laughs> and I forget that by the next weekend. Um, yep. So I try to make plans in advance that I can't back out of. That's smart. That's very smart. Um, yeah. But I need a few hours in the weekend to be able to just like completely not have to go anywhere. Mm-hmm. And then on Sunday, yeah, I go to church and then afterwards I like to have lunch with people and then I need to go grocery shopping mm-hmm. every time. So it's a lot of running around the city. Yeah. Sunday's a good day to do it because all the stores are open. Yep. We're very exciting. Yeah. We are. (laughs) (laughs) I know you're excited to get back to it, though. I'm excited to get my routine back after being in America. Yeah, dude. I'm proud of you. You've been really good about working out while you're traveling. I know. I love it so much. 
it's like getting to go and work out in America is like a tourist activity for me. I'm like, look <laughs> yeah. at all this equipment. It's so fancy. <laughs> That's hilarious. And I get to like introduce other people who are scared of the gym. I get to like take them in and mm, show them how awesome. to lift free weights. And, you know, wow. it's really, yeah, it's really rewarding to me. That's so fun. I love it. What else? What do you do? When do you like try to talk to people who aren't in Kathmandu, like your family and friends in the States? Mm, that's a good question. Actually, it's funny. I've been noticing since being in the States, I, I talk to some of my friends less because I like, don't have a normal schedule. <laughs> Whereas like when I'm in Kathmandu, there's certain people that I would Skype with every like two months or something, mm. you know, and I haven't talked to them like at all this year. <laughs> but um, I'm lucky because a lot of my friends live on the West Coast and it's about 12 hours different from Kathmandu. Mm -hmm. So it's really easy to either Skype with people in the morning or the evening, really depending on their schedule and what works for them with work and stuff. So yeah, sometimes I will make a huge sacrifice and wake up at like seven to talk <laughs> with someone <laughs> or yeah, I'll talk with them in the evening. So it's always like one of us has alcohol and one of us has coffee. Yes. That's how it goes. It's a fine balance. Yep. How about you? <laughs> um, to be honest, I don't really Skype people very much in the States because I get really overwhelmed with it really quickly. Oh, interesting. But I always, I Skype my mom every couple weeks. Nice. And I'll usually Skype her though. Like sometimes I'll Skype her on a Saturday or Sunday morning, but more often I'll Skype her on a weekday mm -hmm. morning because I get up plenty early enough. Mm -hmm. So. It's pretty easy for me to keep up with. Otherwise, like, I'm the youngest of six kids. So, like, if I start talking to my family members and I'm, like, just get really overwhelmed and I end up talking to all of them and that's, like, my entire year yeah. just gone <laughs> yeah. like that. Every single so, morning is booked. I mean, I do get to talk to friends, but it's not, like, a regular thing. Mm -hmm. Um You know, that, yeah, that we schedule out or anything. It's just more of a, oh, are you free? Let's chat. I know. I always feel bad for my friends that live in like Europe or that are from Europe or like other places because mm -hmm. it's a lot harder for them to because the time difference is weird. So yeah. it's like, oh, if I want my it to be evening for my parents, then it's my middle of the day. Or, no, I did that backwards. Yeah, right. Whatever it is. Yeah. Like one person has to miss work for you guys to be able to right, talk to exactly. each other. So. Yeah. Like you're relaxing after your work and you're like, hey, you want to chat? And they're like, no, it's 2 p.m. I have right. stuff to do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. So we're kind of lucky in that respect. But yeah. Okay. Well, oh, wait. First, you know what we should do? What? We should take an ad break. Oh, that's a great idea. We know that Nepal can be challenging. We also know what makes every challenge a little easier. A good cup of coffee. Are you exhausted from jet lag and sad because a temple monkey stole your camera? You know what your mistake was, right? You should have started the day with Alpine Start, instant coffee that actually tastes good. Are you in the village and you got woken up at 5 a.m. because a bunch of village kids were looking at you through your window? Don't worry, here's your cup of Alpine Start. On a trek and wondering if you really do smell that bad? No one can smell you if they only smell your cup of Alpine start. Or are you on an eight-hour bus ride and the only seat available is a sack of potatoes in the aisle? It's cool, man. Why don't you just straight eat that packet of Alpine start? Or did you order an Americano at a restaurant and instead they brought you a cup of weak instant coffee? Good thing you brought an emergency packet of Alpine start. So next time, wake up with 
Alpine Start. Instant coffee that can handle anything Nepal can throw at it. Alpine Start. Instant coffee that actually tastes good. Wow, thank you so much, Alpine Start. That was incredible, and I can't wait to try your coffee. You haven't tried it? No. (laughs) There was another brand, uh, the Green Mountain one that I like, but I haven't tried Alpine Start. Because you guys got it after I left Nepal. You can't be saying stuff like that. <laughs> I mean, no. Only Alpine Start. It's the best. <laughs> you guys, it's number one. I've tasted it, and it's all I ever want. Well, I did just, like, actually, truthfully, I just ordered four more boxes of Alpine Start, which is a month supply. No, like a month and a half supply of coffee nice. for the next year for me to take back to Nepal. So don't you worry, girl. I got you. That's awesome. I can't wait to try it. We'll try some. Um, okay. Well, I think we should wrap up this episode by each saying something that we want to improve in our day-to-day life or our weeks or whatever. Oh, that's a great idea. What do I want to improve? Oh, what am I thinking? That's an easy thing. Hmm. In general, I just watch way too much Netflix. Uh, like we didn't talk about, you know, <laughs> as part of our daily routine, how much Netflix that I watch. You do? But like I watch a lot of Netflix. One thing that you do that is so weird to me that I don't know anyone else who does this is you watch Netflix in the morning. Yeah. Isn't that horribly <laughs> pathetic? Like I'll be like, oh, like I'll get to work and I'm like, how was your morning? And you're like, oh, I watched two episodes of Downton Abbey. And I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's not healthy. Yeah. It's not great. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, it's not as bad now, but I do tend to have anxiety. So it helps mm. that, you know, like if you wake up and you already have that, like, tight feeling in your chest of, like, just trepidation at the day ahead, then oh, it Lord. helps because then you can just, like, shut your brain off. Oh, and then yeah. when it's time to go, you're just like, oh, well, it's 830. Therefore, I am leaving my house. Right. So I think that's like, why I started it. doing it. And, yeah, and now I'm just kind of lazy. So I I want to be more intentional about journaling again Mm, and watching less Netflix in general. Yeah, that's good. Less shutting my brain down. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What about you? Um, I'm going to do a a dual one, which are related to each other. I really want to work on getting enough sleep. (laughs) Yes. I think that aided in me getting a little bit burned out last year. I mean, besides all the crazy travels I did for like three years straight, that's, you know, another issue. But um, I think one of the things that will really help me with that is like looking at my phone list. What? No. (laughs) That's how we communicate. I know. We're in the same room. That's the problem is I feel like I, when I think about using my phone list, I think like, oh, these people that I connect with, like I won't be able to connect with them as much. But honestly, I also spend a lot of time on my phone doing other things that are completely unnecessary. And I think the other main issue is like when I choose to use it. Mm -hmm. So trying to keep my phone out of the bedroom and not using it after, you know, a certain time at night is my goal. And then I'll be able to wake up earlier and I'll be able to come to work earlier (laughs) and then I'll be able to work out in the evenings with you. Look at this great rolling thing. (laughs) <laughs> this rolling thing. Effect. <laughs> rolling effect. <laughs> yeah, I really like those goals, I think. And they sound attainable, too. Yeah, good. Yeah. We can help each other. Yeah. And you guys can help us, too. Yeah. All right. Well, um, I guess that's it. Do we... 
Wanna say goodbye to our listeners? <laughs> no. Let's leave them nah. in the dust. Um yeah, you guys know what to do. You've been with us, right? I hope so. If you haven't, oh. is this your first episode? Oh my, oh my god, gosh. welcome! Nice to meet you. Ah, so glad you're here. Yeah, it's about time. We've been waiting for you. It's true. We knew not in a creepy come. way. <laughs> uh, maybe in a creepy way. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> um, but yeah, seriously, guys, follow us on Instagram. Uh, White posts hilarious things mm-hmm. that rarely have typos. <laughs> Follow us on Facebook. And actually, we would super love it if you would rate our podcast on iTunes. And giving us five stars would be super helpful, obviously. But also, like, writing out what you enjoy about the podcast so that other people can see that, too, would be really, really helpful for us. Yeah. So do those things. Support us on Patreon. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And keep listening. That's the main thing I want you to do. That is the most important thing that you could possibly do for us. Really? Please. Listen. Please. Yeah. Please. Yeah. Please. Yes. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Well. We trust you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now that we've scared you off, then we better say goodbye to each other. That's right? probably a good idea. Yeah. I think I'm going to hang up now, wait. Okay. Well, I'm going to put the phone down. Okay. Okay. I'm going to put the phone down, too. Okay. okay. I'm going to mo- go make some grammatical errors on Instagram, okay? <laughs> okay. I'll go fix okay. them after you do that. Okay. Great. Okay. Thanks. Okay. Thanks. Okay. All right. Okay. 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 Mm, Bye. Okay. Bye. 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 Bye.